0: You're listening to Adapt & Thrive, a survival guide for the modern marketer, with hosts Tom and Kate. Tom Gallego, author and creative director of award-winning digital agency L7 Creative, and Kate Hauser, his incredibly witty, social media-obsessed millennial co-host, also of L7 Creative. Join Tom and Kate every other week as they discuss and debate topics around how modern marketers can thrive in the ever-changing and often intimidating landscape of digital marketing. Your survival guide begins now. All right. Welcome back to Adapt and Thrive, a survival guide for the modern marketer. I am Kate Peters.
1: And I'm Tom Gallego.
0: And it's good to see you, Tom.
1: It is. It's very good to see you. And it's been a while and I can't wait to get into this topic. It's so cool. I know. Millennials, and how marketers can market to them, essentially.
0: Yeah, so our last episode we did Gen Z and we got such great feedback that we thought we would do millennials because millennials are one of the biggest groups of shoppers. I know personally I'm a millennial, so I'm excited for this episode because I relate to it. I'm also a little nervous because I feel like I'm gonna get called out for being a millennial. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, no shame, you can't choose the year you were born.
1: Well, and we, we will make a, uh, a definite, um, effort not to bash millennials Thank you. here. Thank They've been you. bashed enough. Yes. There's so many great aspects to being a millennial. We get and a bad rep though. You do.
0: I mean, such a bad rep. When mm-hmm. we were doing research right. on this podcast, the amount of articles that were like, why millennials <laughs> suck. <laughs> I was like, okay. But it was like, why millennials, like why millennials are the worst, you know, like that was like article titles. Like you don't see like why baby boomers are the worst
1: <clears throat> or the, or the great generation or right. even gen, gen Xers, you know, cause yeah. gen Xers got, had, had so much, uh, very small generation, by the way, gen Xers, I know this is on that, but they've had so much uh, crap thrown at them. Yeah. Um, the only uh, crap you guys had thrown at you is 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 bad you know financial crises yes but everybody got a trophy in a everyone in a, participation trophy ribbon. that's our yeah. generation everybody won yes. everybody's great there's no there was no criticism cast on you
0: yeah that's true yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think back. I was like thinking about my life thus far. So I'm 32. So we said, we realized when we did our research that according to Oxford, millennials <laughs> are anyone born between 1981 and 1986, which would make them either between the ages of 26 and 41. 96, 81 Nine, oh to 96. Oh yeah, sorry, thank you. 81 right. to 96, so you would be 26 to 41. I'm 32, so I'm right, right. in the
1: middle. So I have, no, this is something uh, marketers need to contend with when they when they do generational studies and they figure out their marketing strategies and advertising agencies too. Those, those dates are subject to change, those years. And I actually have a study here that pushes millennials all the way up to 2003. Uh, oh wow. It does. 82 to 2003 so they've shifted a little bit this study. This was uh, I wanted to find something more contemporary and current. I yeah. think this was done in 2022. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's right. Um but you know, right on top of that you have Gen Gen Zs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So so where where are they? How they fit into the to the pie here. But but anyways, suffice it to say I would go I would go 81 up into the early two, 2000s.
0: Yeah. A little bit later really? than
1: 96, yeah.
0: See, okay, I don't know why, but I feel like if you weren't alive, this is a more it's a very sad thing to relate this to, I just because it was such a big part of my childhood, is that I if you weren't alive for 9/11, I can't imagine that you're a millennial. And that was in 2001. And so, cause that was such yeah. a big part of my life. Good like point. when I was, right. I was 11 when 9-11 happened. So I remember 9-11 right. and I feel like if you don't remember 9-11, like that's such a pivotal moment for millennials. Cause we were so young right? that it's like to think of a millennial being able to be someone born after that is crazy to me. I would definitely put them with Gen Z. In,
1: but think of the name too. Millennial means literally probably born in 2000.
0: That's true. You
1: know. That's so true. Yeah.
0: You,
1: you gotta. You know. It's again. It's semantics here. Yeah. It's, uh, it's. It's. It's no, nothing exact. It's marketing, part art, part science. Right. For sure. Okay. Yeah. For cool. sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I. Yeah. I feel like there's been a lot of things when I was thinking about as as a millennial. So I was like 12 when we had internet. I had dialed up internet. I remember that. I was on my AIM screen name talking to friends when I was 12. Yeah. I remember yeah. the.
1: dial up modem. Yeah. You know, you, and then you got the, uh, you got cast the name of digital natives because of that.
0: Yes. Cause we were the ones to explore. I mean, I was coding my MySpace page when I was 12. Sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) And you, you've been exposed to internet since, since before you can remember.
0: Right. It's always, I've always known the internet. I didn't always know cell phones, which Gen Z's do. I didn't have a cell phone until I was like 15. I don't remember exactly did but you
1: have a um a razor flip phone
0: i had a flip phone when i was like i think i was like 15 yeah those were cool and then i had a white chocolate did you have a chocolate they had the white chocolate brown chocolate <laughs> they were like the slide up phones.
1: i don't i was the guy who stood in line i'm a boomer yeah i stood in line in orange county uh for th- four hours to buy one of the first iphones
0: oh did you skip over the blackberry
1: never had a BlackBerry. You
0: never had a BlackBerry? It just was
1: weird to me. Oh my gosh,
0: with the weird, it had the ball on it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was sad too. We talked about this in other podcasts that that I I religiously went to CES every year and the BlackBerry booth was like this iconic kind of monolithic booth. And three years later, they had this little 10 by 10 booth and there was two people in there. It was like, yeah, it, it crashed it's hard. Sad.
0: Well, yeah, it's because it was, it was what? The Razor was the hot phone, then the BlackBerry, then the iPhone came yeah. out. Yeah.
1: When the iPhone came out, it changed everything. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the first, I can brag, I had the first iPhone.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's actually really cool. I don't think I had an iPhone until I was like in college. Was yeah. probably then. Yeah. And then when I graduated, the year I graduated college was the year, actually the year I got to call it, no. When was the re- recession? 2012?
1: No, it was actually 2008? started in 2008, okay. nine. Yeah. So I
0: went to college in 2008, recession, graduated in 2012, no jobs. No jobs. No jobs. No jobs at all. At all. So I feel like when I think about my generation, I'm like, okay, I was, internet's always been a part of my life. I got a cell phone, but I've seen the, I've used the oldest version of a cell phone as possible. And it was really hard to get a job. So we didn't have a lot of money. Like my generation has a, has so much debt, I feel like, because of that.
1: Most debt of any generation, proportionally. Yeah. You've also, um, uh, because there was no jobs, you, you all have side hustles, right? Yes, all of us. Yeah. Uh,
0: yes, that's actually a really good point. Because I've had two jobs as long as I could remember.
1: Yeah. You're, you're also, your expectations of the shopping experience um, have really pushed, um, Amazon and, and other, you know, um, walled gardens, shopping walled gardens to to up their game and really mm-hmm. cater to you. And you just want to, you just want to uh, order things on your on your phone, and you want it to arrive that afternoon.
0: Yes, yes, Immediate, immediacy, immediacy, yeah. if that's a word, <laughs> <laughs> immediacy. And we'll get into that, like right. how convenience is important to us. So yeah. that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna dive into how to sell your product to millennials, how to market your brand to millennials, how to market a service to millennials, no matter what type of business you are a marketer for, or you're an owner for, if you have millennials in your target demographic, then you want to listen to this podcast because you need to know it's there's much difference. There's different uh, ways to approach millennials than any other generation, even Gen Z. But if you also have Gen Z, then check out our most recent episode, the one before this, where we talked about Gen Z. So um yeah, I guess it's time. Should we get into it?
1: Let's get without into it without further ado. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, just like our last episode, we're going to start this one with two truths and a lie. So I'm going to basically <laughs> we'll give <love> you. It. <laughs> it. I'm going to give you three statements, <clears throat> and then you have to choose which one is is a lie. So two of them are right, one is wrong. Okay. okay. Ready? All right. Okay. Millennials still make up one of the largest demographics of big box shoppers. So that's including Target, Walmart, Amazon they make up one of the largest demographics of people that shop there. Okay. Oh, is this your assistant?
1: (laughs) Okay. That sounds, that sounds plausible to me. Okay. I I gotta hear the other two. Okay.
0: Yes. The second one is that millennials value labels over transparency when shopping. So label of a brand is more important to them than transparency of that brand. Okay. And then the third is that millennials are predicted to have the highest spending power ever.
1: Okay. So now, big,
0: big box shoppers right. valuing labels over transparency and highest spending power ever.
1: So th- those to me seem like th- they're diametrically opposed, the first two. If you're a big box shopper, would you value labels over? I'm not sure. And then you've gone, th- you said you were the highest debt earlier. See, so I'm trying to figure, because you got me last time. You know me, ago. I, I failed miserably on this.
0: That was the one with Gen Z's with the, um, I got you, I tricked you into that one though. You did. Cause remember I, I played it up. Yeah. I said it was, uh, that right. they, Gen Z has a 12 second attention span and you said that was true. And I said, it's eight seconds,
1: C, right? <laughs> Gen Z, eight seconds and dropping. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. And so what was, the la- g- give me the last one one more time.
0: Millennials are predicted to have the highest spending power ever. Okay. Spending power.
1: Spending power, okay. And the second one is you value brands over transparency. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, the lie. You're right. I think that's, a, whoa, I got it. You're right. And I just deducted reasoning. Where's our <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. Right, we need, can <laughs> our you press sonic a little? Boom.
0: I don't know if it still works, it might. Oh gosh, okay, um,
1: we'll have to figure that one out. But, but no, um, I don't wanna mess it up. No, Yeah, that, so
0: that's, that one is the lie. So millennials actually do value transparency over labels. Which I agree that does kind of contradict the first because I don't know how transparent Walmart and Amazon are, but I guess the two can live together. I don't know, but millennials do make up one of the largest demographics of Target and Walmart. So if you have a product and millennials are your number one target demo, be in Target and Amazon and Walmart, um, which we'll get into a little bit more through this episode. And then they have the highest spending power. And that just means that they, because they're the the uh, generation that is online the most, they have a high spending power because you have the chance of reaching them more than any other generation because they're everywhere, online.
1: they're everywhere, everywhere, all at once. yeah. they can order shit really fast, yeah, and we love credit, right. You we know, love credit. credit. <laughs> yeah, you can order like five things in, in, we love in, in three mouse clicks. You can order yes, five different yes. things. You're amazing
0: one player. click. I mean, right. you could do it in one click on Amazon. That's wanna, right. I have my, my app set up where I can literally just go purchase on the product page and everything's done. No other clicks. It's dangerous.
1: Okay. okay. All right. Well, cool. All right. Uh, n- nice little tidbit. Um, uh, if you're hiring millennials, and I'll just throw these in from time to time. They have little tolerance for entry level tasks. Okay. Okay. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> you looked at me really long when you well, said that. Well, <laughs> you're above that, I think. Um, yeah. But I think you got to start somewhere, right? You got to start at the bottom. You know, in the mail room, right? That was our generation. You started in the mail room and you worked your way up. Not, not mm-hmm. millennials. You got to start not,
0: washing dishes if you want to be a chef.
1: Yeah, but yeah. not for millennials. They want to walk in and be be. Wait, a, is
0: that the lie then? Or what, no, that no, the I'm truth? not doing my truth and
1: lie. I Just threw that in. I just threw that in. Okay, okay. if you want, to, if you want to play the game, true, truth and lie, I, I got mine. Okay, All right, let's do it. These okay, which, which, um, can I modify this? Yeah, uh, you can
0: do whatever you want. This is our <laughs> podcast. <okay.
1: laughs> Good point. Uh, you tell me which which trait in, in the buying experience, do millennials value the most? Okay. 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 Uh, uh, the first one would be, um, uh, tailored personal recommendations in the shopping experience. Okay. So, you know, they're going to cookie you and they're going to give you recommendations. They may say people who bought this also bought this, or if you're looking for this, we recommend this. Okay. Okay. So, um, uh, the next one would be eco-friendly delivery. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, like bag free, but eco-friendly, who knows, maybe an electric drone delivers it to your home. Love that. Okay. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last one would be free gifts.
0: Okay. So recommended products, eco-friendly delivery or free gifts. Correct. Which trait do we value the most
1: when we're shopping? Overwhelmingly overwhelmingly. 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 Recommended recommended products. These aren't even close.
0: Recommended products.
1: I'll put it this way: two of you add two of them up, they don't even equal the highest the highest one of these three.
0: Okay, I'm gonna say recommended products. Is that right?
1: (laughs) You get that wrong. Is it eco-friendly delivery? No.
0: It's not. It's
1: free gifts. What? Forty-two percent free gifts combined. The other oh two, and gosh. it's only 31%, that's 17 crazy. for eco-friendly, 14% for uh, tailored personal um, shopping
0: recommendations. That's, that's crazy. Free gifts.
1: You guys love free gifts. Free gifts.
0: See, I don't know. I might be an outlier, but yes, I guess maybe majority of we people do. We have some do.
1: clients we could use this on. Free gifts. Yeah,
0: totally. I mean, right? you buy something and you get something, right? Like you buy. Yeah. you buy a- Perfume from Sephora, you get a free lipstick. That's why Sephora actually has fantastic, fantastic program for their. You know what's
1: what's really sad? I know all about Sephora because I have two daughters and a a wife. Yeah, and it's you go
0: into Sephora.
1: No, I just see it in my house, and I see the free gifts, and I see the packaging, and I and I go who the hell Sephora and why am I spending all this money on Sephora?
0: Yeah. So every time you shop there, you get points and then in the store, every single season, they change them out every three months at the register. They have five different items that you can choose from as a free gift. So when you, when you check out, if you're part of their membership program, they'll be like, thank you. Miss Hauser, like which free gift would you like? And you can choose. And they're like yeah. miniature versions of very expensive products, but it like allows you to try something first. And with cosmetics, you always like to try something first. So it's a really good, like, it's a smart play because it's rewarding you for your loyalty, but also allowing you to test out products before you buy the really expensive, larger one.
1: But so they probably. Um,
0: they have uh, a lot of millennials uh, that uh, shop there. I bet a lot. Like, I don't know a single person that doesn't.
1: Which this is overwhelming. Nothing's even close. The next the next uh, closest um, shopping experience trait, uh, this, so that's 42% free gifts. 34% is next day delivery.
0: Okay, I can so see that. So that's
1: number two, and it's at 34. Mm. So you combine those two traits, you know, and, and your e-commerce, you, you, you uh, marketers out there that are working with e-commerce um, companies or brands, Uh, combine those two for the one, two punch Mm -hmm. next day delivery and free Free gifts gifts. and bam, you see your sales go up, right?
0: Smart. Yeah, that's really smart. Okay. Yeah. I would definitely say next day delivery. I very much, very much, uh, relate to that.
1: Cool. All right.
0: Cool. All right. Should we get into it? So we have six ways to market to millennials. So. Okay. Number one, millennials place a huge emphasis on reviews. So because millennials grew up in the emergence of the social media era, they rely heavily on a product's social media presence and real user experiences. So this is a phrase that we've used a lot with our clients recently because it is quite literally like a a part of marketing that is blowing up, which is UGC. So user generated content. Okay. And it's basically a creative form of a review. So people obviously think when they think reviews, they think of like an Amazon review or like a Yelp review. Right. UGC is a is a review where somebody has actually generated a piece of content. So they're using the product in a photo on their Instagram or they've tagged you in a TikTok video that they made at their house, but your product is getting represented that way. So it's basically one of the most effective ways to reach millennials. Um,
1: there's that transparency aspect
0: transparency. Yeah, exactly. Right? So that plays in here. So that's actually our That's our second tip, but it actually is very, very much related. So,
1: but it's driving the first tip. It right? is. Yeah. Okay, cool.
0: So we, I looked up some data on Trustpilot, and it said that millennials trust UGC 50% more than original branded content which is why user-generated content also has a major impact on millennial spending with 84% of millennials saying that they have used UGC to make a purchasing decision. 84%.
1: Okay. So our clients, we are huge proponents of UGC Mm -hmm. and, um, and we know this. We didn't see the data. We probably did see the data. we do a lot of research. Yeah, we,
0: we do a ton of, and we have um, like for one of our clients, we've tested branded facebook ads where like they're yeah. like really well produced branded advertisement. Yeah,
1: they look really assets, slick. That's really cool. slick.
0: Yeah. And then we've also then worked with partnered with UGC creators cuz UGC creators are, you know, everyday people that just happen to like right. shooting content mm-hmm. at their home. So we've partnered with them and said, "Hey, take a video using our product and then we'll use their video in a facebook ad and 9 times out of 10 that ad will outperform the well created produced branded ad. Okay. With that with this group at least.
1: <clears throat> wow, that's that's impressive. You yeah. know, as a creative director, I'm like we can we we should be able to produce things as as good uh, as 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 responsive as a UGC content, but it is yeah. really what's driving millennials, right?
0: For sure. And brands have an opportunity to create UGC on their own. So where it's like, it looks like it's a UGC, like it has that raw authentic feel. Um, but it's not <coughs> actually, you know, the, the brand actually made it themselves. So basically, the more the story is here, if you don't have a UGC strategy, you absolutely need one. Um, you can do this by partnering with UGC creators that can help create content for you that you can then turn around and use in your paid media strategies. L7 creative works with tons of UGC creators. Right. <laughs> and we, we sure do. We are preaching this, pitching this to every single client. A lot of our clients are on board with this now. We're showing results. So we have proven that UGC is the way to go with for millennials, um, at least with your social content and your paid social uh, strategies. So do that. Um, another tip here is to create a loyalty program. So instead of paying like a UGC creator, you actually just have your customers create the content for free with a loyalty program. So that could be anything from, um, you know, if you'll have a rewards program where you'll get points that you can redeem on the website every time that you post a photo and tag the brand. Cause that's UGC right there, is free content of somebody using your product. So having a cool. rewards program. Um, the third tip here is that, which is kind of similar to your recommended products, but basically if you're shopping on a website and they have a section that's called like styled by you, where they're actually pulling into the product page on their website, their consumers that have used that product. So whether it's a clothing brand and it's pictures of people wearing that clothing item, or let's say it's a vase and it shows the vase styled in different people's houses, right? Um, on the product page itself, have a section that shows um, you, that product on your consumer or in your consumer's house or whatever. So those are three tips for how to lean into the fact that 84% of millennials use UGC to make a purchasing decision. So partner with UGC creators for your ads or create a loyalty program to incentivize your customers to create free UGC or include um, recently tagged photos on the product page on your website.
1: Cool, excellent, all right. Second, they value transparency. They do. Right? We do,
0: we're a transparent bunch, what can we say? We're so honest.
1: so how do you how to become more transparent as a brand um you know I, I think it's uh i i always appreciate um that you know when brands uh show you the some of the uh the not so great reviews and then their responses to them because mm-hmm. sometimes they just they make sense or uh where if you didn't know the response, you might think, well, that's valid. Sometimes um, the criticism is not valid. And all, other times uh, I see brands, you know, uh, talk about we're going to fix this, you know, and here's our plans to fix it. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think that's really valuable. Uh, you you have here too, uh, cost breakdowns. Yes. Yeah. We talked about this with one of our clients mm-hmm. recently right. because they
0: have a product that is – one of the most expensive products on the market for what they offer, but their price is completely justified because they have sustainable practices, they pay their workers fair living wages, um, everything is made in the USA, so it's obviously a little bit more expensive. And so we were like, you need to be transparent with your customer and include that on the product page, have a cost breakdown. So say if my product is you know, $50, $10 went to this, went to this, $4 went to this, and then include the profit too. You know, like at the end of the day, we make $5 off of it. Right. And I think that consumers want that and they'll see that and that will help justify the price for them because they'll see they're taking every step, you know, to make sure that it's a high quality item um, through everything from the materials to the packaging to the the workers making it. Um, So it promotes transparency, it builds trust, and it justifies cost.
1: Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> and where possible even um do that same process for um sourcing um, materials and mm-hmm. and and uh ingredients and you know yes. sometimes brands can't do that let's face it cuz their stuff comes from places that they don't want to mm-hmm. talk about but um in, in a lot of cases you know if you have sustain you have sustainable practices in your supply chain you should tell you know folks about that.
0: Oh, you should shout it from the rooftops. Right. If you're taking the extra steps to be a better brand, that should, that should be a very big part of your brand.
1: Yeah. And if you can't do that, just tell, tell the consumer, tell the millennial how you're moving towards that.
0: Yes. Yes. You know,
1: Cause I think everybody should be hundred percent. Right? I completely yeah.
0: agree. As someone who does shop, I'm, I'm passionate about sustainable brands and I, I try to make a conscious effort to really only shop from brands that are doing something I appreciate when I go to a website and it says we're not a hundred percent there, but we're trying, here's what we're doing to try. And here's what's on our roadmap. And our goal is to be, you know, zero carbon emissions by 2024. Like it's like, okay, great. You're not where you want to be right now, but you're doing efforts to get there. That's what people want to see when they're shopping.
1: Cool. All right. Cool. Number three.
0: Number three, you can best reach millennials using an omni-channel approach. So, sixty percent of millennials do their shopping online, which means forty percent do it in store, which is a pretty big split.
1: Yeah, and that I'm basically forty percent in store. Yeah,
0: right? well, right. me too. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, it's really. I don't know why. I mean, I, I my head immediately thinks like, as a millennial myself, I'm surrounded, like a lot of my friends are young moms and they going yeah. to target with their kids is an activity. Yes. You know, right. they need to get them out of the house. Yeah. So I could see that is that millennials make up a big, big group of young parents. Um, but this just goes to show that. Like not unfortunately, but the challenge here is that you have to make sure your marketing and I know you are passionate about this Tom, but your branding has to be consistent across both digital and in retail experience. Like everything has to be aligned across the board. Cause they will see it no matter what right. millennials are going to see it.
1: Yep. hundred percent. Right. Um, tch,
0: tch, tch. so one tip for that before we move on is experiential marketing campaigns are huge. Um, so experience, <clears throat> experiential marketing is basically, um, you know, reaching millennials out and about in the world. So if they're at festivals or if you're hosting a pop-up event or anything like that, have a really good experience built around it where it would be, Um, you know, a pop up event in person, but also then have like QR codes around the booth where someone could scan on their iPhone to see something on the online. So you're, you're reaching them in both places.
1: Yeah. Good point. Okay. Number four.
0: Millennials go for it.
1: (laughs) Millennials are hyper, are a hyper online generation. I think that's pretty well understood, right? Um, Go ahead. I think your, your explanation here is really good.
0: Yeah. So millennials see your brand from every single angle because we're the internet generation. We've had internet for as long as we can remember. Um, we know how to navigate it. We know how to work. You know, we were, like I said earlier, I was coding my MySpace when I was 12 (laughs) with like basic HTML formatting. Um, we know the internet, we feel comfortable on the internet. We don't really hide anything on the internet. So we're pretty much everywhere. You can be online. Um, we use social tools as old as Twitter and as new as TikTok and Snapchat and YouTube, like we're on everything. So making sure that your brand's messaging is consistent across every single platform is going to be essential, uh, to your success with, with millennials. So, cause like I said, they're going to see it if it's there.
1: Well, and that's what surprised me the most is, is, um, there isn't really one or two channels they hang out with. They are spread out across all of the digital mm-hmm. channels. Yeah. I mean, Let's face it, from from YouTube to TikTok to Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, they're they're there.
0: We are. Because baby boomers might think TikTok is too young. Gen Zs might think Facebook is too old. Millennials are right in the middle. Right. So we do use everything.
1: You do. Which leads
0: us to number five. Um, Where are they spending their most time online? So 87% of millennials use Facebook once a week. Compared to Gen Z, which is only 36%. I found that really high. 87.
1: <clears throat> That's almost a three, threefold. Uh, it's two and a half at least, a little more. Mm-hmm. That's amazing.
0: That's yeah. amazing
1: that uh, uh, it, the one thing that amazed me is the drop off in Gen Z to, to Facebook or what's going to be meta or yeah. is meta. I said at the time when they were making a brand change, they said, uh, uh, buy Facebook short. You know, buy them short. Buy short. It's gonna, it's gonna drop. Their stock's drop, mm. gonna drop. And look at the stock, their stock value. It's, it's plummeted over the really? last. Really,
0: Facebook, Meta.
1: Uh huh. Wow. Yes, I don't know why, but maybe this is a an indicator. Maybe Gen Z just doesn't find it interesting enough.
0: Interesting, interesting. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't use.
1: Millennials still do, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, there was an article sent out this morning to our, um, our team group. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, one of our, actually our associate director of paid media, McKenzie, sent out an article this morning that said TikTok brand loyalty soars as Instagram and Facebook lose ground. So basically yeah. they list out like this different channels online that consumers trust. And TikTok went from spot 21 to number five. Wow, and Facebook fell seventeen spots, and Instagram fell six. So people don't trust Facebook and Instagram like they trust TikTok now, which is crazy because there's all that security information stuff that came out uh, wow. a couple of months ago. But it looks like TikTok's brand loyalty has surpassed Instagram and Facebook. So I'm not surprised that Facebook's stock is impacted.
1: Yeah, in the one the one uh, uh, channel that's conspicuous by their absence. <laughs> It's Twitter, right? <laughs> we haven't even mentioned that, but, right? And, Twitter. And, uh,
0: I yeah. don't use Twitter myself. I mean, I I use it obviously for work, but I don't use it as uh, as much as I use right. Instagram and TikTok. Probably are my my top two, and I use YouTube a lot for yeah. education. But well, maybe
1: Elon's gonna save it. Who knows? We'll yeah. see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> right.
0: Jury's out. Um, but just to wrap up the social stats of so 71% of millennials use Instagram once a week. 54% use YouTube. Um, and 49% follow their favorite brands on social media. So half, half of millennials are following the brands on social media. Make sure you have a really strong social media strategy. Um, again, that aligns well with both your with also your retail strategy since millennials will see both. Um, so definitely poses a challenge there, but not a challenge that L7 Creative is too afraid to accomplish in, in and face. So let us know if you need any help. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good, good blood there.
0: Yeah, just, you know, just super right. organic.
1: <laughs> and what do you think about the statement, uh, it takes us to our sixth point here, that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that millennials rely on convenience. Um, is that like a big no-duh? That's a no duh. Okay.
0: For sure. For sure. Yeah. I think everyone likes convenience, but I think millennials definitely do.
1: You know, there was a, some throwaway uh, stat that said more money is spent on convenience and all other goods and services combined. And who knows, may it's just you know, how do you prove that? But convenience is 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 highly uh, valued, but but uh, no generation values values it as much as as the millennials.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. So a yeah. couple of things to do for convenience. What what do you think the first one has to do with?
1: Well, I think it's like same day delivery or next day delivery or and
0: who do you think of when you think of that?
1: Well, I think of Amazon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Well, you know what? I'm old enough to to believe to to realize that one of the greatest brands was really built on a two day delivery and, and it shook the world. And that was really guess Wait. who? Okay, let me think. Let me think. Let me think.
0: The, the newspaper? It was FedEx. FedEx. Yeah, 48-hour yes, delivery. The OG deliverer. The
1: OG deliverer. And people went, it's impossible. How do you deliver something from the East Coast or that yeah. matter, offshore in two days? Yeah. It can't be done. And uh, they did it. it.
0: can be if you've got $150. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I mean, they have their own planes. You see yeah. them when you go to the airport. They have like FedEx planes just lined up.
1: Funny thing is, I don't know if I've mentioned this uh, on pod- podcast before, but... Uh, I landed in, uh, at a client meeting in Indianapolis and it, if, it, and I didn't realize this at the time, uh, but that is it's, so that I'm walking through this airport. It's beautiful. It's new. It's just it's a beautiful
0: great. airport. I've been to the Indianapolis airport. It's stunning. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There was nobody in there. Okay. Well, that's even more beautiful. <laughs> right. It was like, it, it was, you know, there was, uh, the, uh, the, the, the customer service folks, right. And I said, how come this airport's, and I just went up, you know, me, I'm going to ask dumb questions, you know, that, that I'm interested in. Why is this airport so big? And why is there nobody in it? And they said, well, look out that window over there. And I looked out a sea of FedEx planes Wow. and she said, that's why we're the FedEx hub, oh, uh, wow. for the Midwest.
0: Interesting. And that's
1: why I guess the runways had to be so big and the, the terminals had to be so big, but, um wow but there just was a all lot of, FedEx. yeah no passengers just just boxes just
0: boxes waiting <laughs> to get my paws on them
1: and obviously that's open driv- them up see what people bought yeah and that's driven this uh this amazon i am still um you know uh that's the one thing that amazes me uh and, and it's you know it's hard to it's hard to be amazed anymore in this world we live in but when you when you order something and you know it's coming from some faraway place And it shows up the next morning on your doorstep. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. (laughs) It's really cool.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, convenience is great. People want that. They're so busy. I personally think about things at the very last minute and then I need it like yesterday. So if you are listening and you don't have an Amazon strategy, you need one ASAP. Um, And not just having like putting your products on Amazon, but have an actual strategy like make sure your branding is consistent across the platform we've seen brands that are represented and 100 different ways across Amazon, especially if your product is sold through wholesalers and you allow them to also sell your product on Amazon, um, treat it as, as much as, as, as with as much importance as if it was your website. Um, so you can have an Amazon storefront now. They allow brands to have Amazon storefronts, which is essentially like your own little mini website on Amazon, um, make it as high of a priority with, as your website when it comes to the UI and the UX. So you have fresh content on there. There's actually a way to pull in recent UGC Um, So you can pull in user-generated content to your Amazon storefront. Um, You can utilize Amazon's affiliate program and work with affiliates to try to uh, incorporate an influencer strategy. So have an Amazon strategy that incorporates as many aspects of marketing as any other strategy would, because it really is important, um, especially if you want to reach millennials. So, And then another idea for convenience is... Um, any sort of convenience program you can offer. So if it's like a subscription service, um, for products that require refills, fast shipping options, try at home technology. I think we spoke about this in one of our first podcasts was like the eyeglass company that you could try on at home, like a a virtual try on Mm -hmm. with your computer. Um, last night, so we're redecorating my house right now. Last night we were looking for like a, a dresser to put in our living room and the i was on crate and barrel and you could click on the product page see in my space and it literally like put the dresser in my like i just turned my phone the camera to my living room and it put the dresser right where i wanted it (laughs) that's cool it was so cool and we tried like three or four different options to see if like the sizing made sense and the coloring and everything and i thought that was such an interesting feature and it like made me want to order it because it was like. It wasn't a risk for me like i could see exactly how it yeah. would look so the convenience of not risking having to return it
1: so it worked
0: it worked yeah, yeah. It was very expensive the dresser
1: yeah but when they give I'm you say? a free I'm a, gift i'm a millennial <laughs> i'm buying it um
0: i did not get a free gift i would no. have loved i think i got like a 10 percent off coupon but that's it
1: did they have next day delivery
0: no it's yeah. furniture if these in 2022 it's impossible to get furniture you're right in less than a month Yeah, it's insane. Really,
1: that that long? Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, I ordered a coffee table. It took um, almost three weeks. Wow. Yeah,
1: but it was worth it. And that's about that's about two and a half weeks too Mm -hmm. long.
0: Yes. You know what else we ordered? I don't know if you've seen these. Have you seen the Samsung Frame TVs? It's a TV. Okay, so it's a TV. It's a flat screen that looks like a piece of artwork.
1: Oh, I have seen those. So you know, it's like so you have a
0: TV on your wall. Yeah. And when you're not watching it, it just places like a screensaver, and you right. can choose the screensaver, and you can buy them for like $3 on Etsy, like all the different pieces, like types of artwork. Yeah. Um. So we got one of those because we wanted, we don't really watch a lot of TV. And if we do a lot of times, we'll even just watch it on our laptops in bed. So we were like, if we're going to have a TV in the living room. We want it. We don't want that big, ugly black TV. We want like a nice piece of like, it looks like art. So
1: that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I think. For people to actually use it, because those have been around a long time, but yeah, back in the day, I think the uh, image—if you kept an image on the screen—it would burn into the into the screen. I think they've oh, up, really? they've they've uh, figured that Updated. one out. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's excellent. Well, there you have it, millennials.
0: There you have it, people.
1: You Better embrace them. They're going to take over the world. Um, uh, they'll probably be fighting uh, to take over the world with Gen Z, right? Oh, for sure
0: yeah definitely yeah.
1: Xers gen Xers and 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 boomers um, we're, uh, were we're kind of uh, getting pushed out by the yeah by gen. and in you're, your and your baby is gonna be an alpha right yes alpha so generation
0: yes um yeah I don't think so the last episode since our last episode I have indeed announced that I am pregnant I'm expecting a baby. I'm so excited. So she will be born in February. So she will be Generation Alpha.
1: Nice. Super cool. So we we'll congrats, Kate. Thank you. And um, stay tuned because eventually we're going to get to Generation Alpha.
0: We are. I'll have my baby on. <laughs> cool. Okay. Right. So if you are listening and you're a marketer, Um, things that you need to do literally tomorrow for millennials is implement a UGC strategy, get that user generated content up, make sure your brand is transparent and everywhere it can be online on your product pages, make sure that your shopping online shopping experience is as important and aligned as your retail because millennials will be um, involved in both prioritize um, all social media channels, unfortunately I can't really narrow this one down for you like we could right, for Gen Z. Right. Um, you need to basically be on every single social channel if you want to meet millennials and have a convenience strategy and some convenience offerings. And hopefully that will get you in front of millennials and you'll start selling some goods. And if you want to send us any free stuff,
1: yeah, please do. We're <laughs> located in Carlsbad. <laughs> send those millennials free stuff. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Put that in your, uh, in your marketing strategy. All right.
0: right. All right, Tom, good to talk with you as always.
1: Excellent. Yeah, I really enjoyed it today. Thanks, Kate.
0: Yeah, until next time. Bye.
1: Bye. Thanks for listening to this
0: episode of Adapt and Thrive, a survival guide for the modern marketer. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe and drop a comment on what topics you'd like to hear in future episodes. Good luck out there, marketers. Until next time.